or fathers so important to their children? What are the joys and challenges of being a father in today's world? Why should we celebrate dads? Did you know that research shows fathers are central to the emotional well-being of their children? Studies show that if a child's father is affectionate, supportive, and involved, he will contribute greatly to his child's cognitive, language, and social development, as well as academic achievement, a sense of well-being, and a positive self-esteem. Stay tuned for today's Family Shield Father's Day special. I'll be talking with Adam Hotley and Nate Shamol. They are both fathers of young children. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, Adam and Nate, for being my guests today on Family Shield. Thank you very much, Kay. Thanks for having us. We're, um, we're happy to have you. I want to, to begin just by asking each of you to tell us about your family. Adam, tell us about your family. So uh, my wife and I um, got married about two and a half years ago. Uh, her name is Neely, and uh, we live in the Kirkwood area. And uh, about eight months ago, um, we had a beautiful daughter named Eloise. And uh, it's been such an amazing ride so far, and we're only eight months into it, although I can't believe eight months have already passed. Uh, Eyes by. Yeah, we just popped through our sixth tooth today, and I realized ah. that I just want to tell her not to grow up any further. <laughs> yeah. One of the reasons why I invited you is because anytime I talk to you, Adam, all I have to do is ask you about that baby, and you just glow. You glow <laughs> with being so happy to be a dad, and it's so exciting to see that uh, because there are some dads out there that really aren't happy about being a dad. So thank you so much. Um, so is Eloise around eight months? What's she doing new right now? Um, well, she's uh, doing something we like to call the face plant. And that's, I think, the precursor to actually crawling. So right now, as she looks at us, she knows she wants to, you know, come across the room or, you know, uh, slide across the floor to us. But usually that just ends with her kind of falling forward, laying down on her face and waiting for one of us to pick her up. Uh-huh. But very quickly now, she will be beginning to crawl. Yes, we and, are already prepping the house yeah, for, for sure. mobility. Yeah, yeah. awesome, <laughs> awesome. Well, Nate, tell us about your family. Uh, so my wife and I were married uh, here in St. Louis about five years ago, uh, just a little under. Uh, we're both transplants here. Uh, we met at church. Uh, we have two boys, one who is actually uh, three years old tomorrow, and then our youngest is 18 months. Awesome. Awesome. You were mentioning uh, before we started that your wife asked your three-year-old, almost three-year-old son a little bit about his likes and dislikes likes and wrote them down. What a great idea. Can you, what, what were a couple, couple of the things he said as a three-year-old? Yes. And so you, you almost feel like you know your uh, three-year-old in and out. You spend every waking moment, you know, with him during the day. But this was really eye-opening because he does have favorites. And for example, his favorite toy is a tractor. Uh, his favorite food uh, right now uh, are fruit snacks. Uh, his What he wants at his birthday party is the word construction is what he used. So bulldozers, tractors, caution tape, uh, and what he wants to be when he grows up currently, uh, he wants to be an excavator operator. Uh, excavator. Wow, that's, that's a big word for a three-year-old. <laughs> yes, you yeah. can't say it quite that well. Well, it's but. probably darling. I asked you, did you tape some of this? Because it probably would have made a good part of the program, but that's great. And your other son is 18 months old. 
Yes. And what is he doing new right now? He's starting to run a little bit. Uh, he's trying to keep up with older brother, and he's trying to emulate everything that he does, which isn't, isn't always the best thing, but uh, it's it makes for a good time. And he, you can see some of his personality personality uh, develop right now too. So it's fun to see them interact together. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, uh, brothers or brothers and sisters. Uh, sibling rivalry happens. Does that happen even when there is three years old and 18 months ever? It does. We have this train table uh, at home with Thomas the train and all of his friends on there. And the train table is fine. Um, It just sits there and then no one wants it. As soon as one of the boys goes over and grabs a train, the other one immediately wants that train when it was there right (laughs) five minutes before. Free yeah. for the taking. So it does happen at that it does early happen. age. Well, one of the things that I, I say when I, I've done a presentation on sibling rivalry is they're learning how to get along with people. They're learning so many skills. And a lot of times people think it's terrible that they're arguing and fighting. That's going to be their future. They're going to be great friends when they get older. But uh, that sibling rivalry is is not always bad. It's helping them learn how to share toys. Yes. And when they're 18 months, they really don't do that very well. No, they don't. There are a lot of tears. There are a lot of uh, pointing fingers and then running to parents. I mean, that's – but it is a learning sure. stage like you it's mentioned. awesome. It's You're a fantastic awesome. mediator. <laughs> so it depends if, on who I help. <laughs> if we were to put uh, Eloise eight months, uh, Karsten three years tomorrow, and Drake 18 months into a room together uh, and not do anything – to keep them safe, what do you think would happen in just a short period of minutes? I, I think Eloise would chew on anything that's in the room. Uh, right now, it's it, touching it, feeling it, and then all of a sudden going, oh, yeah, I could maybe try to eat this, too. Yeah, that's, what they, <laughs> that's what little ones do, put everything in their mouth, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. They'd probably get into trouble pretty quickly if we weren't watching them. And how often do you say no? Maybe not so much to an eight eight-month-old, but do you have to say no to your boys pretty regularly? I say no all the time. Um, And I also do think that if uh, my two boys and then Adam's daughter were in a room, I think our two boys would actually be curious and go just look at Eloise, try to get to know her. Um, We have uh, some cousins who are twins uh, that are a little younger than Drake, uh, and Carson is always so curious about them. And so kind to them. So I would be good. really interested to That's see great. how he would see how they do be around Eloise when no one is watching. Sure. We sure. could get Eloise's first boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just about the right age. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, what are the joys that you experience as fathers? And either of you can speak. I'm going to let both of you share that. Let's start with uh, Adam. Just what are some of the joys that you have? Obviously, you love this. I mean, you're laughing and you enjoy her. But what else? What uh, well, what else comes to mind? Uh, I, I think on a, a grand scale, I love watching her learn. Um, it's interesting when she has, you know, what we call alone time where we're not, um, you know, playing with her. We're allowing her to, you know, look at her toys and, and you know, figure them out and stuff. And just watching her learn to me is is so amazing um, because I know that, you know, what we're, you know, watching happen, you know, like we talked about in the sibling rivalry, what we're watching happen is is her growing and developing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
on a micro or on a daily uh, scale, I love. So when we go outside for the first time in the morning after she wakes up at, oh, goodness, 630, if she sleeps in, uh, you know, <laughs> she gets up, she eats and, and things. And then we take her outside just to go sit on the front porch or the back porch. And she gasps with excitement the first time we take her outside. She knows when the door is opening oh. and she goes, <gasps> and then, you know, we go outside and then she wants to take every leaf off of every plant and every flower, obviously put it in her mouth and then just tear it apart. And it's really destroying my garden, but it's the cutest thing in the entire <laughs> yeah. world. So I can't really stop her. Uh-huh. That's great. That's great. Yeah. And uh, joys of fatherhood. Uh, what about you, Nate? The spectrum for joy is so big. And so for the things that really matter, we go to church every Sunday and to see our three-year-old run up to communion and he knows where to kneel. He even sticks his hand out for the little wafer, even though he can't have it yet. He has to settle for the blessing. Uh, But so that is amazing because he watches us go up to the altar for communion. Uh, And then everything from the things that don't really matter in life, but they're just kind of funny. Uh, You get joy out of your son saying, go Green Bay Packers to a Minnesota Vikings fan. And you get a lot of joy out of that. Yeah, I bet. And so, and everything in between. They're, like Adam said, they're learning. They're putting, Carson's putting together sentences. And you, you think to yourself, where did you learn that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing how much they learn. They say two years and five years. I think it's five years they've learned 50% of what they're going to know. That's, I'm, I may be, that's from memory, so I may be saying that wrong, but... Uh, it's an amazing amount that they do learn and grow so quickly during those years. Yeah, eight months. I, I One of the things that I love, too, it, just as far as, you know, we started by talking about our, our family. Um, what's fascinating to me is seeing my wife, you know, for the first time becoming a mother uh, eight months ago. And, and really even before that, because she was so nurturing and so motherly even before Eloise was born. But uh, watching her be the mother to our daughter to mm-hmm. me is part of that, you know, watching Eloise uh, sure. grow is similarly watching Neely every day, just being this amazing mother to Eloise. That to yes. me, I, I love stepping back and saying, you know, yeah. just kind of it's a joy. watching things happen. And uh, it, it's pretty amazing. That's a joy too. And no, yeah. she didn't pay me to say that. That was, <laughs> that was from the heart. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. And I would second that. And especially at the age, ages of uh, our, our children, Adam and I put a lot of time into our business as business owners uh, with Thrivent. And I will be the first one to say that my wife has the harder job and the more, more important job uh, than I do any day of the week. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. How do you balance home and work? And both of you are Thrivent uh, uh, representatives. And so sometimes you're gone at night. Um, but maybe that's a blessing because sometimes you can be there in the morning. You mentioned mm-hmm. going outside with her in the morning. Um, that's great. But before we get to that, uh, let's touch on a little bit about what challenges or fears do you have as you have these young children growing up in today's world? Um, Adam? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, it's kind of multifold as far as my just consciousness or, or concerns. Um, I want to be as good of a parent to Eloise that my parents were to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so be, because of that, you know, I'm always aware of what I'm doing. And Eloise is only eight months old. You know, when she really becomes impressionable, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm behaving in a way that not only is 
saying the right things, but also doing the right things because I know that the doing part is actually what she'll be more conscious of than just the things that I say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I look back to when I was a kid and, you know, as we were talking about technology and the different changes and stuff, I know that things are going to look entirely different in 10 years in our world and, and such. Um, and so just, you know, being flexible and conscious to allow her to learn, uh, but also allowing her the freedom mm-hmm. to pursue the things that she wants. That's, you know, when, when I look at her and I think, oh, my gosh, she's so cute. I just, you know, I just want to pick her up and hold her. It's like sometimes I need to understand that, you know, my fear of uh, not giving her enough independence is really important uh, to, to be conscious of. Right. And what we need to remember, too, moms and dads and me as a grandma, is that every day is precious and it's the only day that you will have them at that specific age every day. I mean, they're growing so fast right now. But um, coming from a perspective of a grandma and looking back at my children as they grew up, where did that time go? I, I just sometimes think, I can't believe that time just flew by. And thank God for pictures and memories mm-hmm. to keep track of those things. Um, Nate, what about you? Challenges or fears that you have or think about sometimes with your family? Yeah, I think a big challenge for me is uh, is patience. Uh, you always expect your three-year-old to know everything and to do everything and to clean up his toys and even your 18-month-old uh, to you know be able to eat his food on his own and without any help and things like that. And I think sometimes we have unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. over there um, or with that. So uh, I don't know. It's uh, I just need to be mindful of patience and not because like Adam says, they listen to every word and they uh, see your actions that you don't even think that they're seeing or hearing. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just to be conscious of that and be patient. Absolutely. And one of the things that I say all the time when I teach about parenting is as fathers or mothers learn to say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me to your children? And they will learn how to forgive you because parenting is the hardest job you will ever have and will never be perfect. We will lose our patience. We will get angry. But thank God children forgive us. But we need to ask for their forgiveness because Sometimes we expect them to say, I'm sorry, to us, but we forget that the best thing we can do is say, hey, I messed up, I got mad, or I did something wrong. Will you forgive me? Start when they're really young because they learn that really quickly. I have a few announcements I want to make. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Parenting Families, Practical Strategies for Families. To request a copy, call the Family Shield Response Center at 1-877-250-8416 or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. You can sign up to share your Thrivent Choice dollars with Family Shield. If you are a Thrivent financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support us. Go to the Thrivent website at www.thrivent.com and then slash Thrivent Choice, or call them 1-800-847-4836, and their staff will help you do this. Remember that you need to renew your support with Thrivent regularly. We encourage our radio listeners to pray for us and donate a tax-deductible gift of $25 or more to help us to continue to pay for radio airtime. 
Our program, as you know, is heard on 53 stations throughout the United States. Although the gospel is free, radio airtime is not. Each person that donates $25 or more and mentions our special offer will receive a copy of my newest Bible study, Balance, Christ-Filled Living. You can donate your gift on our PayPal account at www.familyshieldministries.com or send a donation to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Again, remember to mention the special offer or write the word balance on the memo or in a note. Today is our Father's Day special. I want to thank my husband, Chadden, for being a great dad to our three children and a great grandpa to our, not a great grandpa, but a great And then grandpa to our three grandchildren, especially as we celebrate our 50th anniversary this month. You are an awesome husband, father, and grandfather. Thank you. Now I want to go back to our Father's Day special with Adam Hotley and Nate Shamol. They are Thrivent Financial Associates, and they mentioned that briefly in the interview. Um, We talk about Thrivent Financial Choice Dollars, people that support us from the radio listening audience. And I don't want to spend a lot of time uh, on this, but just tell our listeners um, about Thrivent Financial, what you do, and how they might learn more. Yeah, so Thrivent is a uh, is a not for profit financial services company, uh, and Nate and I are both uh, advisors and and financial associates here in the uh, St. Louis area, um, and uh, we appreciate having a conversation with people that um, talks about more than just uh, money, but maybe more in the line of how you can be generous by having a strong financial plan. Um, and sometimes that doesn't have to do with the number of dollar signs or the number of zeros behind an account, uh, but instead how you feel and, uh, and helping Christians be wise with money so they can live generously is our entire mission. That's, that's great, and, and that's plenty. We have Thrivent as one of our partners, and their website is on our recommended links on our website. So if anyone is interested in learning more, they can just contact us or email us, and we'll make sure we connect them to either you or someone near them throughout the United States. All right, so prior to the uh, announcements, we were talking about uh, joys and challenges of being a dad. Um, Let's talk for a minute about how you both balance home and work. We talked, we touched on it. Just, um, uh, Adam. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, and, and Nate as well, we, we actually get to make our own schedule as, as advisors and business owners. We, we get to create our own schedule and Kay, you had mentioned that, you know, sometimes we have evening appointments. Sometimes that's the best time for a family to meet after work and such. And, uh, and so it's interesting. There's days when if I'm leaving at, you know, nine or 10 o'clock in the morning, cause I'll start late for that day. That, you know, I tell Eloise, well, I'll see you tomorrow morning. And, you know, it breaks our heart and stuff that I won't get to put her to bed and such. But because of that, it's really important to me to make sure that I'm being uh, intentional about the time that I'm spending with her. So there are days when I work in the evenings that I won't start until 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning. And that means that I get the first full awake time before she goes down for her, you know, first nap. I get to spend that with her. And that's that's really important for me to to carve out because you know, otherwise I don't get to see her grow and all these little steps that 
make her who she is at eight months old. And they grow so fast. And it's easy for dads to get so involved in work that they don't have the time for their children. Nate? Uh, Yeah, I'd like to echo what Adam said about our flexible schedule. And I think it's all about communicating with uh, my wife uh, because every week is different. I'll have some evening appointments on a different night throughout the week. And especially if it's bath night, I try to make an evening appointment for that so I don't have to help. (laughs) Uh, Just kidding, Julia. But anyway, uh, it's just about communication uh, because there are some days when I ask Julia what she's going to do with the boys and she might go swimming with them and I might take that day off and go to the pool too. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really um, important to our boys, especially at this age that I'm active with them. and, And we try to uh, set our schedules around around time with the boys. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, we also want. I wanted to ask you just a little bit about your dads, if you can. We don't have a lot of time for that, but I can tell just from meeting you that you both have dads that influenced you in a positive way. And all research shows dads are important. I mean, there's a lot of people in today's world that are trying to say, eh, "We don't need men anymore. We don't need dads." But but the research shares that that is inaccurate. Just make a few comments about your father. Uh, How about Adam first? My dad wrote to me in my baby book, um, and I'm guessing I was a couple months old by then, but he said that when he first held me at the hospital, he looked at me, and I'm the oldest, and and so, you know, I was his his firstborn, um, and so, you know, that was what made him a dad. And uh, and he looked at me, and he goes, this is going to be awesome. And he was in the uh, delivery room shortly after Eloise um, was born. Our whole families were in there and stuff. And I looked at Eloise and I was holding her right next to dad. And I just looked at her and I said, dad, this is going to be awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, my dad has been such an amazing um, mentor and, and friend also, but in a way that I think only a parent can be. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, to me was just so incredible to grow up in a household where I knew even if he was working late, which I'm very conscious of and stuff that, that he still absolutely, you know, was head over heels in love with his three children. I have two younger brothers, um, Sean and Jacob. And when we get to have our, you know, our yearly family trip together and stuff, when the whole family gets together or when it's just a boy's extended weekend, um, like we just got to have back in March. It's some of the greatest time to be able to share that with my dad. Um, no, you mentioned awesome. a study at 18 years old. Uh, the studies say that you've spent 93% of the time with your parents that you will. And so when I look at that and being age 35 now, that's really important to me to understand that I only have 7% left to make oh, sure that I, sure. I make the most of that and spending with my dad. Yeah. And that and mom. granddaughter is <laughs> your dad's first granddaughter we did have the first yeah grandchild uh with shauna jake i'm really sorry but eloise is going to be spoiled rotten yeah, well they I, all yeah. are i oh, can yeah. tell you yeah they all are i talked to a, one of my friends recently who um is, is getting older and she uh said okay i have 21 great grandchildren <laughs> great grandchildren. I'm like, whoa. And she's a great, she was a wonderful mom and grandma and now great grandchildren. Nate, what about you? Uh, I had a really great relationship with my uh, dad, just like Adam uh, did and does. Uh, My memories always go back to baseball. That was such a big part of my life. And I can remember even T-ball 
we would lose or I'd have a bad game. And he'd always look at the positive. He would say, did you have fun? And I would say, yes, but we didn't win. He's, but he always focused on having fun and the positive things in life. And, hey, you get to go out and play tomorrow. Isn't that awesome? And he would just reiterate that. And it's a new day, a new game. Um, so a lot of uh, my positive um, vibes, if you will, or my positive personality has come from moments like that that could have easily gone the other way. Absolutely. That is awesome. That is awesome. Go ahead. And then furthering uh, my career, we would travel a lot of road trips, and I would spend a lot of time in the car with him. And that was just a great time to talk about life. He would – a lot of times I would view them as lectures in one ear and out the other. (laughs) But I did pick up a few things, and it was really invaluable to me. And uh, just to have that person that you could look up to every day that he – cared so much for you that he would do anything for you and you just knew it without him ever saying it and he would always uh, back me up and be a positive influence. Awesome. That is so awesome. I love to hear that because a lot of times we're hearing from families that are broken and by the way the research of the impact of fathers it doesn't have to be a biological father. It can be a stepfather. It can be a father figure but for the listeners that maybe are single moms with children the influence of a father or stepfather or father figure is very important. So um, we have like two minutes left. Just a quick comment from either either of you. I can't wait to see, and yet at the same time, I want time to really stop so every day can be even longer than you know twenty four hours or maybe the eight hours that Eloise is actually awake that day. Um, but I can't wait to see every day as she grows. It, mm-hmm. it to me is so cool to see everything that she learns every single day because she's a new person every single morning. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is awesome. Uh, I just have a couple minutes here before the end. And I just wanted to mention there, we, we've touched on a lot of this. Research, research shows that there are six traits that build healthy families. Commitment to each other's welfare and happiness, appreciation and affection. I can tell your families and you show that. Positive communication. You talked about your dad's positive communication. Spending time together. Spiritual well-being, which we didn't have a lot of time to touch on. We'll leave it for another time. The ability to cope with stress and crisis, which is one of the most difficult things to implement. We, through Family Shield, try to help our people that we touch learn those six traits, learn how to implement them in in their families. You guys are already doing a lot of that, it sounds like, because you have a firm foundation from your parents and your uh, mom, dad, maybe your grandparents. I didn't have time to check on that, but um, this is awesome. It's so great to hear the enthusiasm that you have for your wife and your children, and I'm so thankful to be able to uh, just uh, learn more about that today. I want to mention again that my guests have been Adam Hotley and Nate Shamol, and they are both Thrivent Associates, a financial associates for Thrivent Financial. Uh, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. If you'd like to learn more, go to our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.